All right. Man, what a fun morning. And uh, we're going to just jump in. You know, one of the things that, that I just, I love about birthdays is everyone gets to benefit from someone's birthday. And everyone gets to be blessed by them, not just the person who's getting to celebrate their birthday. And so today's actually my wife's birthday. And so not going to sing to her, though I could. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to embarrass her today. And, you know, just thinking about the rest of the day, um, me and the kids, we're going to just bless her and honor her and just let her know how grateful we are that she is in our life. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, and the truth is the day is about her, but she's not going to be the only one that gets blessed today, right? Like she's going to eat her favorite food and her favorite dessert. And, and we're going to tell stories and laugh, but we're not just going to sit and watch her eat, right? We're going to partake of the food and we're going to partake of the laughter. And as we think about the woman that she is and all that she's done, the memories are going to flood in our hearts. And it's just going to be a joyful night and afternoon as we celebrate this woman that we love so much. And the reality is that whenever there is birth, everyone gets blessed. And, and this is honestly one of my favorite Sundays of the whole year. We do this literally once a year on Sunday morning where we fill up this trough and we give our whole church family an opportunity to respond to Jesus in baptism. And we get to, as a whole church family, witness this amazing moment. And, and for the past few weeks, as I've been kind of thinking about today, as I've been praying for this moment, the thing that, that I found just bubbling up in my heart, asking the Lord for, is that every single person would be blessed today. That for those of you who are here today who, who don't know Jesus, like genuinely you don't know him, you don't know his voice, you don't love him, we're so glad that you're here. Genuinely, we're so thankful that you're here. And, and my prayer has been that, that your heart would be stirred for the real Jesus today. That, that, that you would see and feel his deep love for you, that your heart would be stirred for him, that you would be blessed this morning. That my prayer has been for those who, who are following Jesus, who have been filled with the spirit of God, that, that today we're not thinking about what's going on for lunch or what we have going on this week, but that we're fully here and that, that we are blessed as we remember the moments in our lives where of huge change and transition where the Lord met us. Maybe we think about our baptism or those moments where, where God encountered us. And my prayer has been, hey, don't just let those of us who love and follow you be spectators. Let us be caught up in the joy today. Like, let the love of God and the, and the joy of God just overflow out of us this morning. And for those who are getting baptized, my prayer has been that you would soak up every second of this moment. That you'd get past the nervousness and, you know, it's intimidating to be up here in front of lots of people. And that, that you would be fully present, that you would enjoy all of the gifts and all the words and all the blessings that God has for you today. And so I want us to just real quickly um, turn our attention to Mark chapter one for a few minutes this morning. It's the story of of Mark's account of when Jesus was baptized. And so I want to give us a, a little context of what baptism is and why we celebrate it in case you're new or in case you're like, hey, I know this is important, but I don't know why. And so I want to just speak into it for a minute. So Mark chapter one, it's on page 682, if you're using one of our Bibles. Mark chapter one. And this is what Mark chapter one, verse nine says. This is what our brother Mark, he writes. It says, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. 
There's a lot in this sentence, but I want us to see this real quick. The, the first reason that we celebrate with people getting baptized is because there is a story. There's a story. You know, in Mark, um, we don't know all the details that, that led to Jesus getting baptized. Mark just is so matter of fact, and I love that about him. He just lists the details as they are. And so we don't know what was going on behind the, the curtain, what was going on in the life of Jesus. We don't have much about his life up to this point, but we know that the Father was working in his life, that God was doing something, that there was a story that Jesus didn't just show up to the water and everything changed, that God had been doing something behind the scenes that no one else got to see. And today, as, as so many men and women step into the water of baptism, what we're celebrating is a story that God has been doing something in their lives. And some of you, you know, you're here with your family and your friends watching people get baptized and you know some of the details. You've had the privilege of walking through it and seeing what God has been doing. But for most of us, the people that are going out into the waters, we don't know all the details, but I want us to understand this, that there is a beautiful story and every story is different. It's a story of God pursuing Every person getting in the water, God's been nudging, God's been moving, God's been aligning things to get their attention. And behind every person getting baptized today, there's an amazing story, a magnificent story. For some people today, it's a, a story of radical conversion. Some of you who are getting baptized, man, you, you are going hard away from the Lord Jesus. And you knew the scriptures and, and maybe you were raised in a church, but you just said, nah, like I wanna, I wanna do the frat thing. I wanna, I wanna do the business thing. I wanna do the girl thing. I wanna do the thing where I'm trying to, to make a name for myself. And some of you are coming here today and you're getting baptized. And the reason is because you've tried everything the world has to offer and you found it wanting. And that, that ache and that hunger in your soul you discovered that Jesus alone is the one that satisfies you. And so some today, the story is of radical conversion and transformation. Some of the people getting baptized today are children. And it's all that these kids have ever known. It's not this drastic turning around. What is happening is it's, it's children who are stepping in and stepping on and taking ownership of the path that their parents have put before them. And what I want us to understand is that no matter what the story, every single one is special because God has been pursuing. The second reason that we are celebrating baptism today is not just that it's, there's a story behind it. The second reason is because in baptism, the Holy Spirit is given. Listen to verse 10. It says, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. If you go back and you read the, the, the eight verses right before this, what you're gonna discover is that Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, had been baptizing people, which means that baptism doesn't start with Jesus, that it was something that had been going on before him. And, and however, if you go back and you read about John and, and his baptism, what you realize is that as he was dunking people, it was a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And I want to be really clear here. That is still an incredibly significant part of what baptism is. 
that for everyone who gets baptized today, it's this, it's this moment of repentance. Turning to Jesus, going, hey, for the rest of my life, I'm following you. <laughs> you're the leader. You're the Lord. You're, you're the man of my life. You are him, the one that my soul has been looking for. And, 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 and for, for all of us, as we, as we come to this moment of baptism, it's a moment of repentance. It's a moment of forgiveness of sins. But I want us to see this. When, when Jesus comes onto the scene, the son of God, the son of man, he steps into the water. God begins to do something new through Jesus. That it's in this moment that the Holy Spirit of God is poured out. And so today, as people go into the water of baptism, every single person will be given the Holy Spirit. The presence of God himself to lead, to comfort, to guide, to convict, to, to, to show the way, to lead you to Jesus, that the spirit of God, God himself, more of, of heaven is coming to earth because God is coming to live inside of his people today. The presence of God, and it's not just anybody, it's the, the wise, eternal, infinite, the unintimidated God who created all things is gonna dwell inside of your body and he will not leave you a God who is merciful, and powerful, a God who will walk with you through everything that life throws at you. The spirit of the living God. And we might not see the, the spirit descend like the dove, but we might today. <laughs> and whether we see it with our, our physical eyes or we see it in our hearts, we see people going into the water and coming up and they're different. <laughs> the spirit of God. The, the stronger one, the, the one who gives us the ability to overcome our flesh and every temptation that right now, many of you who are not followers of Jesus, you feel weak, you feel overcome, you feel like every time you come up to temptation, there's no way out, there's no power. Well, the Spirit of God is the solution. The stronger man, the one who leads you out of temptation. And so today in baptism, we celebrate the story of God pursuing. We don't know the story and all the details. This, the morning we, we, we celebrate in baptism, the Holy Spirit being poured out. The third thing we celebrate is Jesus the Savior. That phrase in verse 10, it really got my attention this past week. It says that the heavens were torn open. And I did a little study in, in Mark. Do you know that that word, that phrase is used only two times in the whole book of Mark. One time is here, Mark chapter one. It says that the heavens were torn open. Spirit comes to rest on Jesus. You know the other time that that, those, that phrase, those two words are used? Mark chapter 15, it says, with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. You see, through Jesus, God did something. God did something about the distance that our own sin and our own choices put between us and God. You know what God did? God ripped open the heaven through Jesus' baptism because God wanted to live inside of us. And he didn't just want to give us a manual for how to live. He wanted to give us himself to, to guide us. And it was through the baptism of Jesus that the heavens were torn open, the spirit came. And it was through the death of Jesus that the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And for us, that might not mean much to us because we're not Jewish. We didn't grow up in the first century. 
So this might not mean a lot to us, but, but the curtain that, that Mark was referring to in Mark chapter 15 was the curtain that was in the temple in Jerusalem. And it, and it marked off the innermost room, which was called the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies was, was a room that literally only one person, only one person and only one time a year ever got to go in. And it was a place where God was. And here's what's so unfortunate. You and me and everyone else besides the high priest, we were not allowed to go in. We had to settle for, for standing outside the temple, for listening to the high priest's encounters with God, for, for his stories with God. And so we would sit outside the temple and our hearts would be longing to, to know what was going on, to knowing what God sounded like, to, to knowing the presence of the Lord. And only one was allowed to go in. And so we were confined to the outside of the temple. But the moment that the son of man was, was hung on a cross and he breathed this last, it says that the curtain was torn in two. And what God was saying and what God was showing is that he did not want distance. He was no longer okay with separation. That God was no longer okay with just one person encountering him and knowing him. He wanted us all. And I get this, as a father, I'm not content with just having a relationship with one of my kids. But here's the deal, we couldn't come into his presence. We couldn't just fling open the curtain and go back there and then what's up God because we're so sinful and he's so holy. We don't even understand that concept but unholy people in the presence of, un of a holy God leads instantly to our extermination. <laughs> and something had to change. God desired for us to be close, for us to know him, for us to encounter him and when Jesus died, something did change. You see, his death wasn't just the death of any man. The death of Jesus was a substitutionary death for us. That Jesus offered his life to the Father on our behalf. And, and, when, and when anyone fully understands that, that Jesus' death wasn't just an, another Middle Eastern man dying by, at the hands of, of Rome. No, that, that his death fully satisfies the anger and the wrath of God over our sin. When we understand that Jesus himself, God himself came down and took that punishment, when we really understand that here, when we let that truth into our hearts and into our minds, what happens is that we actually in this life understand that we're forgiven by God. Man, we, we begin to understand that, that we are deeply loved by God. We begin to live as, as free people. We don't have to walk around going, man, I'm, you know, I, I messed up last night. I, I kind of got too much into my kids' Little League basketball game. And you know, I'm having some regret on how worked up I got over this game. And, and we don't have to come into places going, hey, are we okay? Are you going to strike me? And, and, and we don't walk around in fear. And, and when we understand what Christ has done for us, we, we, we look to Jesus and we go, thank you. We praise you, Jesus. 
And we're not okay to, to just get his forgiveness and then go about his life. No, when, when the gospel really gets into our heart that the wrath of God has fully been satisfied in Jesus because of Jesus, because of his death that the temple was torn, we decide, man, what kind of a man would do this for us? And when the gospel really comes in, we go, hey, we're not just content to get your forgiveness. We want you. Which is what God wanted all along. Not a bunch of fearful people walking around afraid, a bunch of people who are free, who know him, who follow him, who are led by his spirit. And so this morning in baptism, we celebrate the story. Man, we celebrate the spirit. We celebrate Jesus, the son. And the last thing that we celebrate is that our friends are now sons and daughters. Look at verse 11. A voice came from heaven. You're my son whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. And it's easy if we're, if we're walking around, you know, skeptical, faithless to go, well, yeah, of course the father says this of Jesus. Like he was perfect and, you know, he was, he was God and he never sinned and he was loved people perfectly. Do you know me? <laughs> Listen to Romans chapter eight, verse 15 and 16. It says the spirit you received. So you go down in the water, but my faith in Jesus, you receive the spirit the Spirit does not make you slaves so you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are, in fact, God's children. When I think about some of the most impactful moments of my life, this is not an exaggeration. Some of the most meaningful moments in my entire life have been when I've been standing with friends at the courthouse, as several of my friends have adopted their children. I'm just telling you, man, watching my friends hold their kids, and before a judge, they say, we will forever take care of them. And we're giving them our name, and, and we're giving them our love and we're giving them our protection and we're giving them our inheritance and they are fully ours and they're fully loved and no one can take them from us forever. I'm just telling you, when someone looks at someone and says, I want you, it resonates in your heart in a way that very few things in life can. I had a guy ask me about our foster son. And every situation's different, and, and we can talk about this another time. It's not the moment, but every, um, every situation's different. But we're, we're moving towards adoption with our little man. And we're excited for the opportunity to be his forever family. And I was having a conversation with a guy, and, and, and he just asked me this question. He said, is, is there any difference in how you feel towards your, your biological children and your foster son? And I just thought about it for a moment. And I said, he may not be from my body. He's not from court and I, from our body, but he's from our heart. And genuinely, I said, I, I feel the exact same way about losing him as I do my other kids. Guys, the father has a special love for Jesus. No doubt. 
They did it all together. Create the world. I mean, you, you, you have so many memories and there's so much of the love that exists there. There's a special love for Jesus. But I want you to hear this. The father isn't content to just have one son in the family and in the family business. He wants us all. And the word for, for us this morning is just come home. No matter what you've done, where you've been, how long you've been gone, come home. Come back into the Father's house. Come back into the family. Come home. Choose him. Let him in. No shame. He's taking care of all that. Come home. Come home to the Father. Come back to your family. Come home. Please, come home. Last night was playing with our, our youngest son and I was sitting on the floor and, and he, was, he was playing with his toys and I got down on my knees and I'm just holding out my arms and he chose all the stinking toys but me. I'm like, come here, come here, Jack, come here. And he picks up this stupid truck and his sister's Barbies and I'm like, come here, like just come here, let me, let me hold you, come here and, and he wouldn't do it so finally I just go and I pick him up. Let the Father pick you up. Let him pick you up and come home. Here in just a minute, anyone who wants to give their life to Jesus in baptism is going to be able to. And here in just a minute, we're going to stand up and we're going to dismiss people to take communion. And if you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, you can go to my right and there'll be some people. Andrew, what color shirts are they wearing? Red shirts. Someone in the red shirt can help you. Respond banner, they can help you. If, if you want to get baptized when we stand in here in just a minute, go to the respond banner and we will help you. We have changing rooms in the back, clothes of all sizes. And so even if you came here today and you weren't thinking you were going to get baptized, but you want to, please do it today. Some of you this morning, you, you have given your life to Jesus, but you've not been living in the Father's family. You've not been living in relationship with the Father, His people. And I invite you just to come home and invite you to, to come to the respond banner just to let us pray for you to let us extend grace to you for, for everyone else that, that as, as we come into this moment of communion that you would go to the bread and that you would get the juice and you would be reminded of what Christ has done for you and so that, that your heart is ready to celebrate here in just a minute. And so here's what I'm gonna invite you to do. I'm gonna invite you to stand up and I'm gonna pray for us. And, and when I get done, if you wanna get baptized, you can go to my right. If you want prayer, please go to my right. And for everyone else, there are communion tables all around the room. One change is there's not communion tables up here because this is where people are going to get baptized. And so communion tables are kind of on the, the bar and on the outsides of the room. And so I'm going to pray for us. Go take communion and come back. And it'll give us a few minutes for people to get changed and then we'll do baptism. So let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I pray you would draw, draw men and women to you this morning. And God, would you let nothing stand in the way of people coming home? And we love you and we honor you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. So I dismiss you right now. Go and grab communion, come back to your seat. If you want prayer, go get prayer. If you want to get baptized, it's going to be a fun morning.